Thanks for tuning in to our Rolling Hills Community Church Sermon Podcast. I'm Monica Gibbs, the worship leader at our Rolling Hills Community Church Nashville campus. We're so glad that you've joined us today. Today, you'll hear from Pastor Jason about the impact of Joshua's legacy and how that can lead us to gratitude in our lives today. You'll also hear in today's sermon several stories of Thanksgiving that highlight all that God has done in and through several members of our church family. Here's Jason. Ron. We're so thankful to be sitting down with you today, and um, and we're just so thankful for you and your family, your wife Kyra, Sabrina, your daughter, and Evan, your son, um, and all the ways you guys are in the life of Rolling Hills, and specifically the way that you serve. You've been to camps, you've been to the retreats, you've you've done it all. You've done this this circle. So yeah. we're thankful for leaders like oh, you, Ron. Thank you. And um, just as you think back over your time serving. Um, what are some things that, as you reflect back, what are some things you're thankful for um, for those times in your service? Uh, so I'm so thankful, for starters, just to the fact that God revealed to me that this is how he was going to grow me as a father um, in my mm. own household. Mm. And the opportunities that I've had to spend with both of my kids um, growing up and getting to see, like you mentioned, going to, to camp with the kids and getting to actually to see my kids interact with other students. Um, but the, the other thing is really it's the people that I've been able to interact and work with. Um, some of the adult leaders, you know, they've shared with me, I, just, I didn't grow up in church and I don't know some of these stories. Mm. And when you communicate these stories during story times, a lot of these stories actually click and make sense to me. And sometimes I get seventh and eighth graders that stop me in the hallway and they say, hey, Mr. Ron, I'm getting baptized next week. Oh, that's awesome. I want, I want you to be there. And it's like, yeah, I'll, I'll be right outside that baptismal cheering you on. And you know, those are the things I've been really thankful for that God's been able to show me that he's actually been using. That's awesome. You know, and, and that's the next question for you is what keeps you motivated to invest in the next generation? Uh, it's the next generation that's really going to take care of us, and it's the next generation that's going to take care of the church. And I think for us to, if, if we expect God's kingdom to be expanded, we need to ensure that we're taking these kids and we're putting a strong foundation in them. Very important for us as adults to relay to our children so that they can relate to their children the importance of following after God. That's awesome. Well, Ron, thank you so much for your your service. One of the um, passages of scripture we use oftentimes in family ministry to remind parents that they are the primary spiritual disciples is, is Proverbs 22, 6. It says, train your child in the ways of the Lord. Yes. And when they're old, they, they will not depart. And, and, and so over the years, um, you've had sets of eyes that have been watching you. In particular, there's one set of eyes that, um, that I want to talk about right now is Evan. I want to show you a video of what Evan is thankful for. You'll make me cry. Hey, Dad. I just wanted to say that I'm thankful for you. Um, if I look back on my life, I can see a lot of what brought me to where I am now comes from, from you. Um, I remember when I was really young, and I remember watching you read the daily bread every morning on the kitchen table. And I'm thankful for getting to watch you serve because it's impacted the way that I go and serve people too. Part of what made me realize that God was important was because I, I could see that you believed that God was important. Like you were not just a believer, but you were a believable believer. And um, it, just, it makes me thankful because I can see those same habits being formed in me now 
and to know that they aren't just, you know, habits that, like, that I formed, but they're given to me from you. I'm part of like a legacy, a family legacy, um, and it makes me even prouder, you know, to be your son. So thank you, Dad. I love you. That's, that's a gift. It's awesome. Thanks, thank man. you. Thank you for leading so well. Thank you. Yeah. If anybody needs any tissues, they're up here at the front. Um, I love this story, though. I love this story because it serves as a great reminder. It's one of the stories of Thanksgiving that I'm so grateful that we get to tell this year, that your faith outlives you. Your faith is impacting the next generation. And many of you know Evan. Evan is one of our ministry residents right here at our Nolensville campus. And so not only am I thankful for Evan, but I'm thankful for Ron because I see how great a job Evan is doing here and what the Lord is doing in his life. And I know that he didn't get there by himself. He's got an amazing mom and dad. And you've met his dad here who have poured into him and who have invested in him. And those things matter. And I'm so grateful for that. And I hope that on this Thanksgiving week that you're mindful of the investment that you're making in other people. And if those investments will, will reap dividends that you can't even imagine right now or that you can't even begin to wrap your mind around. And so I hope for you as parents and grandparents and those of you who serve with students or elementary or preschool kids that you know that that impact that you're making is so significant. As we're gearing up for Thanksgiving, it's obviously been a difficult year. And when you're in the midst of a difficult year, I think it's really easy for us to think that not a lot of good things are happening. Or maybe you're in the midst of a difficult season and you think to yourself, well, is there really anything that's worth celebrating, really anything that's going on right now that is worth expressing gratitude for? Or maybe you've been in a difficult year of parenting and you just need to be reminded what Ron told you up here, that eyes are always watching and that they're seeing it all. They're seeing you read the scripture. They're seeing you faithfully supporting and serving here in the life of our church. Maybe you've gone through a season where work has been really, really difficult. And you're wondering, where is the thankfulness? Where is the gratitude in the midst of this season? Or perhaps you're just in a season right now where you would say, you know what, I've got a little bit more questions than I have answers, and I'm not sure that I can really muster up the strength, Pastor Jason, to express a lot of gratitude and thanksgiving for what is happening in my life right now. And wherever you might be on that spectrum, I hope that you would realize that there is nothing further from the truth that this is not a year to be grateful. This is a year to be extremely grateful because God has been doing some amazing things in our midst, and I know he's been doing incredible things in your life. I've been reflecting this week on Psalm 100. Psalm 100 verses 4 and 5 says that we are to enter his gates with thanksgiving, and we are to enter his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. Why? Because the Lord is good, and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. We are to enter his courts and enter his house with thanksgiving and with praise because so many incredible things have happened. His love is so good and it endures forever. And that faithfulness continues from generation to generation. And as much this morning as you may want to skip ahead of 2020 and just go on to 2021, as much as you just want to say, you know what, I'm ready to put up the Christmas decorations and be done with all of this, guilty as charged, our Christmas tree is up, our lights are on our house, they have been turned on for over 10 days. No shame here, but I'm not missing Thanksgiving. I don't want to miss it, so as much as you might want to fast forward and just say, let's just get to 2021, and then Pastor Jason and I will dig really deep and find something to be thankful for. No, let's rest right now in 
the knowledge that God is moving and that God is working. And I believe this morning in the scripture that we're going to look at that God's going to give us some great insight into thankfulness. Not only thankfulness for today, but the impact that that thankfulness has on our tomorrow. Because living with gratitude deeply affects you today. But it also significantly impacts the way that you look at tomorrow and the way that God uses you tomorrow. And so we're going to go back to Joshua. Some of you guys thought, I thought we were done with Joshua after last Sunday. You guys might be tired of hearing of Joshua just one more week because I believe it would be a travesty for us to not stop and take one final glance at the end of Joshua's ministry in the book of Joshua because it's so rich. And I believe it's something that we need to hear specifically this year. Now, for those of you that might be new here to Rolling Hills or you're not as familiar with the sermon series that we just finished called Finish Strong, we've been looking at Joshua. And Joshua was the leader who took on the leadership helm after Moses died. And he is leading the Israelites. He's a very faithful leader. And he's leading the Israelites to the promised land. But we know from that first generation of Israelites, you guys may remember this from last week, there were two Israelites from the original group that actually made it to the promised land, Joshua and Caleb. And so Joshua is a very faithful leader, and he is leading the Israelites in the midst of their chaos, in the midst of their stress, in the midst of all the things that they are complaining about. And we ended last Sunday at Joshua chapter 14. And I'm going to skip over Joshua 14 all the way to Joshua chapter 22 because those chapters are really a lot of logistics. It's logistical verses because they've made it to the promised land. And so this is Joshua dividing out the land amongst the various tribes. You know, you get this portion of land, this tribe gets this portion of land. And then we get to Joshua chapter 23, which is in essence Joshua's farewell address. It's his curtain call, if you will, his last speech to the group that he has so faithfully led. And so I want you to look at Joshua 23, verses 1 through 3. After a long time had passed, and the Lord had given Israel rest from all their enemies around them, Joshua, by then a very old man, summoned all Israel, their elders, leaders, judges, and officials, and said to them, I am very old. You yourselves have seen everything the Lord your God has done to all these nations for your sake. It was the Lord your God who fought for you. What did you notice there? The Lord has finally given rest to the Israelites. Nobody's pursuing them anymore. There's no more enemies that they're trying to fight in battle with right now. He has given them rest from their enemies. He's also been reminding them that everything that God has done for you, you are to be grateful for. And then lastly, you see there in verse 3, Joshua instructs them to never forget that it was God who was fighting for you. It was God who was fighting each and every one of those battles that you were fighting. And at the end of Joshua's life, a very thankful life, we might add, Joshua is overwhelmed with a sense of gratitude. And he's overwhelmed with a sense of thanksgiving for all of the ways that God has provided. So what about you? Do you want to live a life of faithfulness? Is that on your radar right now? Are you just trying to get through 2020? Are you just trying to get through the current situation that you're facing? Or are you having a long-term, long-term vision for the long haul of what your life is going to look like? Do you seek to be faithful in the long term? At the end of your life, your leadership, your marriage, parenting, your career, all of the things that you are doing right now, all of the things that are taking up all of your time, all of the things that you are investing in, do you desire to look back on all of those things and say, you know what, I was faithful in each and every moment. I was 
faithful in each and every moment. I was faithful to everything that God put in front of me. If that is the desire of your heart this morning, because that's in fact the big question I want you to grapple with today. If that is in fact the desire of your heart, then there's one point that I want you to listen to. If you don't hear anything else that I say today, I don't want you to miss this. Because if that is our desire, if we want to get to the end of our life and that is our desire, look at this. When thankfulness increases, faithfulness tends to as well. I'll put a stake in the ground on this truth. When thankfulness increases, faithfulness tends to as well. You get in your mind somebody right now that is a very faithful person, and I would highly assume that the person you're thinking of right now is a very grateful person. Because, see, thankfulness and gratefulness run together. You show me somebody that's being unfaithful, and you're probably going to show me somebody that has a lack of gratitude. Because why do we tend to be unfaithful in various things of our life? We tend to be unfaithful because we're taking everything for granted that we have. Why are people unfaithful in relationships? Because they're taking their most important relationship for granted. Why do we tend to, to not be as faithful in our walk with God? Because we're not in that relationship with him that he, that he desires. We're not as thankful for that. We're not as grateful for that. And so therefore, it's really easy for me to walk away. It's really easy for me to kind of fill up my life with a number of other things. But I believe there's a direct correlation between people who remain faithful and exercise this gift of gratitude. Look at verse 14. Joshua says, Now I'm about to go the way of all the earth. You know with all your heart and soul that, not one of, that all the good promises the Lord your God gave you, none of them has failed. Every promise has been fulfilled. fulfilled. Not one has failed. Don't you love this about Joshua? He's saying, don't you remember all the ways that God has been faithful? Be thankful. Be grateful for all of the ways God has been faithful. Think about the Israelites, because what were the Israelites, especially the original group? The original group that came from Egypt, what, would you, what words would you use to describe their life? Not grateful and not necessarily thankful. They weren't as thankful for all of the provisions that God was giving them. They kept reminding God and everybody else how far the journey still was, all of the obstacles that they had, how big all of the enemies were, all the battles that they were going to have to fight. And then you go back and look at Joshua's life and Caleb's life. And what words are used to describe them? They're thankful. They may have gotten tired of manna just like the other one million people did. But they continued to wake up every morning and thank God for it. They expressed gratitude for the things that he had brought into their life. Whereas the Israelites, the rest of the group, kind of started fixating their eyes on everything else that was so overwhelming. And they missed what God was trying to teach them. I believe that when you show us somebody who's successfully running the race that is in front of them, that you're probably showing us somebody that lives with a deep sense of gratitude, a deep sense of thankfulness. Have you noticed as well that when you live with thankfulness and gratitude, people want to be around you? You guys, just, let's just be brutally honest. We're at church. If you can't be honest here, where else could we be honest? You like being around people that are grateful. You don't like being around people that are ungrateful and that are not thankful. There tends to be a dark cloud that comes over the head of somebody who's really ungrateful. And what do you tend to do? You, try, you tend to kind of see them coming and walk the other way. Because it's just something that's heavy. But yet you live your life with gratitude and you live your life with a deep sense of abiding 
thankfulness and thanksgiving, and people want to be around that. People are attracted to that. People want to know more. Have you ever gone through a really difficult season of life, and you've said in the midst of that season, I will allow God to use this however he wants, and I will be thankful no matter what may come. If you have ever made that decision, I promise you God will use that, and you're going to see your influence skyrocket. Why? Because you're saying, I'm going to be thankful in the midst of a challenge. And I'm going to allow God to use that however he desires to use it. People want to be around that. It opens up ministry doors for you. It opens up opportunities to share the hope and the message of the gospel. So thankfulness leads to faithfulness. But there's something else I think that we need to see here. Look at Joshua 23, verses 15 and 16. But just as all the good things the Lord your God has promised you have come to you. So he will bring on you all the evil things he has threatened until the Lord your God has destroyed you from this good land he has given you. If you violate the covenant of the Lord your God, which he commanded you, and go on and serve other gods and bow down to them, the Lord's anger will burn against you, and you will quickly perish from the good land he has given you. I love this because they're in the promised land. And Joshua is saying, oh, by the way, if you decide to turn your back on God and go, and go serve one of the gods that you have been prone to serve in the past, just by the way, in case you forget, all life is really great. Nobody's pursuing us. We have no enemies right now. But if you turn your back on that, destruction may come. Anybody have any other questions? Case closed. Joshua's farewell addressed, period. What is Joshua trying to teach the Israelites? He's trying to remind them, and you see it here on your notes, that faithfulness is a choice. I would add Gratefulness is a choice. I would add thanksgiving is a choice. I would add a spirit of thankfulness in all situations is a choice. Because what is Joshua saying? In essence, he's saying, look at all this land. It is yours for the taking. You just have to be thankful. If you follow the commands of God, it will be yours. But if you follow the ways of the world, then destruction may come in your life. None of us can tr control the things that are going to happen in our lives. You have absolutely zero control over all of the things that are going to happen in your life. What is the one thing that you control, however? Your response to it. You control your attitude. You control your um, emotions. You control your feelings towards that. You control what kind of mental energy that you devote to something because we can't predict what might happen. I mean, 2020 has been a hard year. I'm here to say 2021 might even be harder. Maybe. It might not be, but it might be. This may be the last time that some of us are ever assembled here because something may happen in your life this week that is very um, challenging or difficult or um, that kind of pulls the proverbial rug out from under your life. And I don't say that to scare you this morning. I just simply say that to say that whatever may happen in your life it's a 100% in your court of how you respond to it and how you choose to express gratitude in the midst of that. And if we choose faithfulness, God's going to use it. And God will use us for the long haul. I want to be a person who's committed my life to say, I want to be about the long haul. I don't want to be about just jumping from problem to problem, but I want to be a servant of the Lord for the long haul. However long he gives me breath, in my lungs. And if we choose faithfulness, God will write that legacy just like he did with Joshua. And he will write a story in our lives that can only be described by him. And you know when that starts? That starts right now. It starts right now with a conscious choice. And you see our last point this morning is that legacy, that legacy we want to write. Legacy is not a tomorrow discussion. It's rather a today's action. 
the legacy that Joshua had with his life, it wasn't something that he woke up at age 85 and just said, you know what, I'm going to start thinking about my legacy right now. No, that was built 45 years in the making. 60 years in the making as he walked with Moses, as he walked with God, as he was faithful to everything that God was putting in front of him. And what does Joshua say? Joshua says, I want you to be faithful. I want you to be faithful. But look at verses 24, or chapter 24, verses 14 and 15. Now fear the Lord and serve him in all faithfulness. Throw away the gods your ancestors worshipped beyond the Euphrates River and in Egypt and serve the Lord. But if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourself this day whom you will serve. Whether the gods your ancestors served beyond the Euphrates or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are living. But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. Don't you love Joshua's leadership here? Where he's saying, I have made the case for you as to what you should do. Now for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. But if you want to go another path, if this is not desirable to you and you want to take another path, then so be it. Just know what's going to come as a result of that. You don't have to choose and make the choices right now that Joshua and that we're asking you to make, but just know that if you don't make those choices, if those things seem undesirable to you, then there's going to be something that you're going to miss. Above all, a rich relationship with Jesus Christ. Jesus is here today, and Jesus has given us a choice to follow him. He's saying, I want you to follow me, I want you to trust me. I want you to not trust the things of this world as much, but I want you to trust in who I am. You don't have to be held captive by all of the fear that you might be feeling right now, but that you can grow in that faith and that knowledge. You can live for something, for someone who's so much bigger than you, who holds all of time and all of eternity in his hands. I'm so thankful this morning for the power of the gospel. I'm so thankful for the gospel, for the good news that saved me, that when I was still a sinner, Jesus Christ died for me. Above all today, that's what I'm most thankful for. And I hope and pray that that's what all of us would say that we are most thankful for. But perhaps this morning, you're not as thankful for that as you should be. And so I want to give you a moment to just kind of grapple, to kind of grapple with whatever it is that the Lord might be doing in your life right now. We have so much to be thankful for. I believe that that thankfulness leads to faithfulness, and that faithfulness leads to a long-term legacy, a God-honoring legacy of faith. But Jesus desires to walk with you. He desires to be with you. And so I'm going to have you bow your heads and close your eyes for just a moment. And I want to give you just a moment of silence, a moment of quiet, which is so hard for us to find in this day and age, to just grapple with these truths of who Jesus is to you and what is it, God, that you desire to do in my life. Lord, please find us faithful. Find us faithful for the tasks that you have put in front of us. Find us faithful for everything that you are desiring to do in our life, in our ministry. And we're so grateful again, Lord, for who you are. And it's in the powerful name of Christ that we pray and ask all these things. Amen. Thanks for listening. If you want to learn more about what's going on in the life of Rolling Hills, download our Rolling Hills app or visit our website at rollinghills.church. From there, you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook to stay up to date on what's happening and ways you can connect. We're thankful for you.